Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hey, this is James Ellis from the TalentCast podcast, and you're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast, which... I guess is your choice. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. Keep calm and carry on, people. What's up? You know you're not heading to a conference, so you might as well be listening to our stupid-ass show. Welcome, everybody, to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I am your co-host, as usual, Joel Virus-Free Cheeseman. And this is Chad. I'm in a bunker, so wash. (laughs) On this week's show, coronavirus. Imagine that as a topic. Yeah. Upwork has a surprise for employers, and the U.S. women's soccer team needs more responsibility. Stay inside, because that's what you're going to do anyway. We'll be right back after a word from one of our loving sponsors. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. So, dude. time. <laughs> Trump goes on TV last night, and to be able to, like, calm nerves and stuff like that, he does the poor yeah. opposite because nobody fucking believes his dumb ass, and the market's fucking tank. <laughs> the very first thing that happens this morning. It's the oil fight with Russia and Saudi Arabia. Oh, Don't bullshit. believe the virus thing, man. Come on. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we'll, go with, we'll go with both, okay? <laughs> How much, how much longer can I play this before it becomes insensitive? I, I, I think we're past that. Damn it. It's so catchy, though. Yeah, so it catchy. Is. It is. It is. Shout outs for the still living among us. Yeah. Uh, Amy English, super fan. Woo-hoo! Shout out to you. She uh, hit us both up on social media saying how great we were. And Amy, we we love that so much. Amy over at Zip and also a la Bergara over at Jovio. Thanks, both of you, for listening. Yeah. Much love. Much love. Uh, Robert Ruff. Uh, guys, talk about love. We can't stop the social media affection coming in for his latest Voices series 
on the podcast. If you haven't listened to some of that good stuff, go check it out at chadcheese.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. It's good shit, man. Uh, Big shout out to uh, Adam Chambers, our Irish kid genius who is uh, living in Mexico, has learned how to salsa dance. And you're a smart man, Adam. Uh, I've, I've always said, if you learn how to salsa dance then everything else dating wise is so much easier. I remember I was 19 in Panama, lucky enough to actually learn. And that was like, it was like the end, just period. It didn't matter. <laughs> you mean it wasn't your charming good looks or your charming demeanor and your dashing good it looks? It all helps, dude. Salsa dancing is the way. I just want to be this cat when I grow up. I wish I was that cool at 22. Shout out to St. Patrick's Day for talking about Irish cats uh, living in Mexico. How about Irish cats living in Ireland where St. Patrick's Day, God help us, has been canceled Yeah, uh, as well as pretty much every parade here in the States. Yeah, Chicago is big day, right? I've got a lot of Guinness I'm not going to know what to do with now. Hell yeah. I, yeah, I doubt that. Party your place. So uh, not really a shout out, but a smackdown to the ladders for sending Ooh. out all state franchise emails to the masses. This is what they are classifying, obviously, as 100K jobs. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Steve Fogarty. Nothing in particular, just the dude called me up and said, wanted to catch up. Uh, many will know him as, uh, the guy from Adidas who did a lot of speaking gigs 10, 15 years ago. He's now at Twitter, uh, doing TA there, but, uh, just a cool cat. Wanted to say hi. I think I, I turned him onto the show after talking to him, uh, rapping with him. John's little brother. Yeah. We got a question from the job board doctor. Uh, he asks the real question for Chad cheese. Will coronavirus sideline the dynamic duos, aggressive travel schedule. And the answer is you'd better fucking believe it. Will. It's yeah, time we're not, right we're now. not fucking with that shit guys. Hey, it's corona time right now. So we're, we're not going to talk about travel because there is none. So I actually spoke with Joe Shaker yesterday and it was funny because he he brought it up and in Shaker Recruitment Advertising, remember people, is the official sponsor of the Chad and Cheese travel. Yep. He said, he said, he said, I quote, I'm telling you guys, it's more than okay to stay home. No, you need to stay home. So, you know, it's, it's when your travel sponsor is actually telling you stay home, you know, it's time to stay home and and shout out to David Manister, uh, who tweeted instead of our planned event in Seattle to protect the health of our community members, SourceCon is going digital. We're seeing this pretty much everywhere, either postponements with the NBA cancellations with the sec tournament, the big 10 tournament. Um, this is just prudent and responsible. And I know that we are not known as prudent and responsible, but guess what? It's time to be an adult. This just makes sense. So you you failed to mention, uh, unless I was daydreaming there for a second, that uh, our new travel uh, sort of promotions will be like heading to the grocery store to get toilet paper (laughs) or heading to the Walgreens for antacids or whatever. Uh, So we will still be traveling powered by 
shaker recruitment advertising, but yes. it just won't be to exotic places like London and Vancouver. It'll be to the local Walgreens on the corner of Olio and 96th Street. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Events be damned. This is where my virtual reality prediction maybe comes true. <laughs> like if we can all just put headsets on and go to the mixer, like that might work. This is something that we just noticed that we've been talking about the groundhog, the Indeed groundhog, and how we haven't seen him in any additional commercials. There's that one commercial and then he's like kicked to the curb. Well... Yeah, there's a new ad, dude. We've been foreshadowing this Indeed replacing the groundhog, and it's finally happened. That's right, kids. Indeed kicked Gary the groundhog to the curb and replaced him with automation, a.k.a. the claw that we know from Toy Story. We're pretty worried about the groundhog. Times are tough. You know, people are staying home. You know, thank God we had Groundhog Day before the whole coronavirus thing happened. But we're a little worried about the groundhog. So we're going to we're going to check up on him and see what's going on. And while we do that, indeed, we'll keep creating hot garbage for their advertising campaigns (laughs) um, and getting their ass kicked by LinkedIn, by the way. But that's a topic that we'll save for another day, maybe. My last shout out goes to Tom Hanks, uh, America's icon best ever father grandfather like amazing a national treasure tom hanks uh has coronavirus so does rita he uh yeah he he social mediated it out if that's a word or a verb sure um and just heart heart out to him everybody loves tom hanks man if this dude dies because of coronavirus like holy crap the whole the whole thing is just flushed down the toilet and it's over okay (laughs) and what's your favorite tom hanks movie while we're fucking talking about it oh maybe saving private ryan i mean forrest gump is amazing i read forrest gump as a book and i mean i i was a total laughter reading the book and they said that they were going to make it into a movie i'm like there's no way in hell they can make something like this into a movie they did with tom hanks it was outstanding there's just so much that he's done and i don't know that you can put a finger on something that he's he's really done that's been shit he's he's amazing i watched philadelphia um yeah a a few months ago and it's it's amazing how that movie has aged and it's amazing to remember what it was like back then to think that it wasn't that long ago so that movie is really powerful to me and frankly if you know keeping it light who could forget the you know, uh, the money pit. Yeah. Big flash, big, uh, the bachelor, the original bachelor or bachelor party. Sorry. B- bosom buddies for goodness sakes. I mean, bosom come on. Buddies. Yeah. He, he, he had a starring role on one episode of the love boat. I mean, the dude's just <laughs> precious. Say a prayer for Tom. Get better, man. We love you. Tom and Rita. Cause she's amazing by the way. Topics. Hell yeah. Google love. Google loves Google it. gets it, man. It's about time. The government's not going to be a leader in this whole death to human race stuff. Yep. Google will be. So announced last week, Google expands their work from home. Uh, recommendation to all North American employees. We're talking about like 100,000 employees globally. Uh, so this is no little small business that says, hey, 25 people stay home You know, this month. This is a big deal, and I uh, I certainly applaud them, and I'm sure that you do as well. Yeah, I mean, this just makes sense, and it, it's it's in their own interest. Why the fuck would you want anybody to come into the office and prospectively mm-hmm. just spread this, right? And if that happens, you can't get work done because everybody's sick. 
So, I mean, yes, it is smart for Google, but this is in their own interest. They are thinking of their people, but they're also thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. So if you can get work done, do it from home so that you're not spreading the virus, you're not getting sick and you're not getting somebody else sick. Because you have to remember this virus itself, one person is being spread to three others. So that's, I mean, that's how this is growing so quickly. This is also happening in Europe, but a call out because we're talking about remote work. If you like most Google workers are working remote, uh, here's a great resource to check out. This week in the recruiting brain food, Hung Lee has devoted this entire edition to remote resources. Um, So resources for recruiters, HR folks to implement emergency work from home policies, those types of things. Uh, It's a searchable archive, crowdsourced, yada, yada, yada. Hung always does really good stuff. And he's focusing on the remote, this, this specific topic this week. So if you're currently a part of the brain food community, check it out. And why wouldn't you be? If you're not, go to recruitingbrainfood.com. Transitioning away from the whole remote full-time thing, Google has actually set up a fund to offer paid sick leave to contractors and temp workers. And Google has more contractors working for them, around 120,000, than they have full-time staff. Yeah. So this is interesting overall, just from the standpoint of being able to ensure that if you are sick, they want to be able to take care of you. I mean, What do you think about this one? I think it's great. I think so. The fund will enable all temporary staff and vendors all around the world to take paid sick leave if they have potential symptoms of the disease or can't come to work because they're quarantined. What a horrible thing that would be. So taking care of your workforce is, you know, job number one for a lot of these companies. And if Google doesn't have people to write code, they get they're out of business. So this is obviously a great uh, a great move by them. And I think it's great to show that, you know, as temporary workers and contract workers, vendors, um, you feel a little left out sometimes because you're not in the full-time employment umbrella. I think this is a great way to say we care about you and we're going to take care of you. Yeah, I think Google, though, they, they've made some strides in ensuring that any of the contractors that they're working with, or at least the companies that are kind of like facilitating this contract workforce, that they do have benefits. We've done stories on this before, because usually mm-hmm. if a company like this is going after contractors, it's because they want more kind of like on and off cheap labor without the benefits, right? But that's not the case it, it, that's not this case, I believe, with Google. So, yeah, it's it, it's it's very interesting that they are more on the contract side than they are full time employees. But again, this is self interest. They want to make sure that their their people are taken care of, and mm-hmm. that they're not spreading shit. Well done, Google. I can forgive you for watching everything I do online for a little bit, just for that. For, for five minutes. <laughs> so this, I mean, th- this also kind of leads into our next story, how coronavirus is hitting low wage earners, uh, especially hard. And this is out of fast company. Think about the hourly workforce uh, season, whatever it is that, you know, works at a, a small mom and pop or a restaurant. And obviously traffic flow from that decreases uh, what if you do get sick? What if your whole family's on quarantine? You can't go to work. Guess what? You don't get paid um, in many cases from small businesses. So uh, unfortunately, it's the lower paid hourly worker uh, that's going to be really suffering from 
uh, the disease as it grows uh, around the uh, around the country. Yeah, I mean the the headlines, uh, and this is from Fast Company article. The headlines have focused on governmental response times and political spin. Go figure. But economic inequality issues are front and center of the crisis. On a macro level, the coronavirus story involves governmental response times, all this other fun stuff, lack of testing, go figure. But it is a tale more than 100 years old. The poorest and the uninsured and the underinsured Mm -hmm. will be disproportionately affected. They will get sick in large numbers. They will unwittingly expand the scope of the problem and they will have little latitude to do much about it. And the big reason why they've got a great they've got they have a great example a single mother of two working for LSG uh, Sky Chefs at uh, LA International Airport makes $15.25 an hour or 610 bucks a week about half of that goes to her shitty healthcare plan uh, her apartment nearby Culver City is $1700 per month she is already the working poor she cannot, she cannot afford to miss work because she yeah. doesn't have enough paid sick days. Yeah. And, you know, we had it as one of the topics to potentially discuss, but, you know, in terms of, you know, the gig economy and driving an Uber, I know there's a lot of stories out there that yeah. people don't want to step into an Uber uh, for obvious reasons, right? Who else has been in here? Is it clean? I, and I've heard stories about Every Uber that you do get into now smells like, you know, a a bucket of Clorox has been, you know, thrown around the car because they want to make sure that it it smells, you know, clean and uh, and virus free. But um, a lot of gig opportunities are going to be lost on people that want to make a little extra money. So I think that even plays into it a little bit um, in terms of of hurting, hurting, uh, hurting employees and people. I'm curious, though, uh, you know, we talked about the corporate side. Where does where does government come in? And there's a lot of talk about tax tax holidays for businesses and no payroll taxes. You know, do you see the government coming in with sort of a Marshall plan to say we're going to sort of take care of everybody for the next 60, 90 or 30, 60, 45, 60 days or whatever it takes to make sure that everyone can still pay bills and can still uh, put food on the table and a roof over their head? Do you see the government taking that kind of initiative to help the lower level worker like this? Unfortunately, because of the current administration, I don't. Uh, I, yeah. I think it's going to happen, you know, on the corporate side, and and they're going to hope that it bleeds down. But this still doesn't answer the biggest problem overall. Even mm-hmm. when there isn't a coronavirus, these people are the working poor. Period. They don't have. They're they're barely making ends meet as it is. Uh, so I mean, we when we're talking about companies and the profits are bigger than ever and isn't everybody happy that the the economy is was is was so great right mm-hmm. that's when we should be putting money in the pockets of the people who are actually creating the shit that we're selling and or the services that are being provided by our organization yet we're pushing that money to the top and to stockholders mm-hmm. on buybacks and a bunch of shit that makes this unlivable yeah the problem of the working poor or yeah coronavirus. Okay. yeah the, the working poor the, the coronavirus is just helping to identify and float to the top that our economy's fucked up already uh, and this virus isn't helping whatsoever no. so i i personally expect the government to step up i hope the government steps up in a big way 
to take care of not just businesses, but people just like this that can't, whether health insurance, whether pay the rent, whether it's time I'm not working, getting the regular paycheck that I would, or I'm not getting the hours that I used to get because of, of the virus, that the government steps up and helps everybody and gets us through this. They did it in World War II, goddammit. They can do it again. Or companies can take some of those profits and actually do that themselves. We always look for government to save our asses when the fucking corporations are making all these goddamn dollars. It's... <laughs> Let's take a break and listen to a word from JobAdX and talk about lighter topics. Not really. Nope. Nah. Not for me. All these jobs look the same. Ugh. Next. This is what perfectly qualified candidates are thinking as they scroll past your jobs. Just half-heartedly skimming job descriptions that aren't standing out to them. Face it. We live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's join us at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. Transitioning away from COVID 19 for a second. Yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Upwork is trying to slip through a change in their terms of service, effective in three or four weeks, that will subject yep. any client who hires a freelancer they found on their site to a fine of up to $50,000 per freelancer. What the fuck is <laughs> up with that? What is up with Upwork? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, from their point of view, yeah, I'm sure they get really pissed when they do all the legwork and get someone to join their uh, platform and that person gets work and then they do a job for someone and, and Upwork gets paid. But then that person says, hey, why don't you come work for us full time? And Upwork gets Jack. So they've, they're have they sort of secretly, slyly putting in this language um, that says if you use their services and you hire one of their uh, one of their contractors, you could be on the hook for up to $50,000. And I think this change is coming uh, in the next four weeks or so. I think they're going to be changing their uh, terms of service. So, yeah, I get it, but it's, it, it's bullshit because it creates... Like an opportunity that, that might be there for someone yeah. is now gone because the company doesn't want to risk paying the fee or going to going to court or paying lawyers yeah. to fight up for, for the for the process. So it kind of screws, definitely screws the contractor who could have a full time job, um, but it also screws the company who could have a full time worker that does a good job. Yeah. So we we talked to Justin Genak from Working Not Working and also. Uh, Ryan Gill from Communo about this and their whole thought process was, look, this is a community. 
People flow mm-hmm. in and out of gig work, right? And people who do full-time stuff want to do side hustles. We, we want them to stay with us, no matter whether they're full-time or they're gigging, right? So yep. overall, I think this is one of the stupidest moves Upwork could make because as a client of Upwork, I would go away. There are other marketplaces that are out there that are more targeted. And I might actually have to use two or three of them. But to be quite frank, screw you. These terms of service are just total shit. Yeah, the unfortunate truth is very few people will notice that this happens. No one's going to read the terms of service. Uh, you know, if there's a story on TechCrunch or something, the chances that a lot of people will see that are still pretty minimal. Um, so this will be like the occasional lawsuit that maybe some people hear about. But for the vast number of Upwork contractors, they'll never understand or know this. Eventually, maybe they will. But it's, uh, you know, Upwork as a public company isn't performing very well. They need to raise money somehow. So let's sue companies for 50 grand to help do that. Um, So this came out in terms of where I caught it was uh, Seth Godin is a pretty famous marketing guy. Uh Um, He's written a ton of books. He has a really popular blog called Seth's.blog. Um, if you, if you don't subscribe or read it, you should check it out. But anyway, he, he has a great post on sort of the problem with freelancing and how it's becoming a a commodity and how, and we've done a podcast with like the guys at, uh, Communo, um, and others to talk about how they hate up work and how it becomes a commodity and it's a race to the bottom and da, da, da. And Seth has a great, uh, post sort of building context around his point of view, on how the gig economy um, is a race to the bottom and really bad for both freelancers and and companies. Yeah. Um, there's a quote here from the from the blog post. Quote: The gig economy is based on the magic of finding the right person for the right job. It falls apart when it becomes a commodity marketplace in which each freelancer struggles to be valued for the work they are able to create, end quote. Yeah, and that, and again, back to working, not working, and Communo, they are trying to be kind of like the anti-Upwork where they are focused on the race to the top and being able to provide better, the best uh, contractors, Mm -hmm. the best work, those types of things, as opposed to playing this race to the bottom that, I mean, we're really starting to see from Upwork and Fiverr. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the, the value of these sort of niche platforms that we've talked about quite a bit lately with healthcare and other other niches is that there's a level of quality in those niche communities and platforms that I think a lot of freelancers are going to flock to because they are feeling like you know, the big Fiverr and Upwork are a race to the bottom and are going to try to find solace and more money and better opportunities in these sort of community um, platforms where they actually do vet the experience. I know uh, Camino does, I think, as well as working, not working. Yeah. They actually sort of vet the quality of work and the, 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 con- the contractors that are there. So um, there's a level of work that they have to do as a niche platform, but I, it sounds like it's paying off in dollars and cents for the uh, contractors that are on their platform. Yeah. And this type of a move from Upwork's going to do nothing but fuel better opportunities in those other those other niche platforms. Yeah, totally. Totally. I agree. Well, speaking of like bad opportunities, uh, the, U- the, the U.S. women's soccer team, the national treasure that is the U.S. women's soccer team. Yes. Uh, took a blow this week. This is sort of your lane with soccer. What's going on? So remember the 
Audi commercial with the little girl racing in the soapbox derby. I mean, we totally. both, we love that commercial, right? She's racing. And as she's racing, her dad is narrating. And this is what he says. What do I tell my daughter? Her grandfather is worth more than her grandmother. Mm-hmm. Her dad is worth more than her mother. Do I tell her despite her education, her skills, her intelligence, she will automatically be valued less than every man she ever meets. And then at that point, she wins the soapbox derby. You see it. And then mm-hmm. you hear him say, or maybe I'll be able to tell her something different. And, th- and that actually on the screen, it actually shows Audi, um, you know, and talking about equal pay. And then sure. we see this come out from an iconic team. This is probably one of the best known teams, not just through America, but probably the world, the yeah. U.S women's soccer team and the message to them from their employer was men are worth more. Yeah. It gets nastier than that. It's uh, also arguing that uh, women athletes are less skilled and work less demanding jobs than their male counterparts. Crazy. uh, And that there's more responsibility uh, on the U S men's soccer team than there is the women's. I literally thought this was an onion story because it's so ridiculous uh, in 2020 that we're even talking about this. Yes. Because because the women's team is so much better <laughs> in their sport yeah. than the men's team. Well, and it, this argument just seems ridiculous. It won its fourth World Cup title in France. My God, dude, it, it fills stadiums. It sells tickets. They sell tickets. They are, again, they're an icon merch. They sell, they are more popular mm-hmm. than the men's team by far by eons. But the U S soccer pointed out to biological differences and indisputable science to argue that women should be paid less than the men's team who requires a higher level of skill than the women's team. And I think what this all revolves around, I know what it all revolves around. It all revolves around money. Mm-hmm. FIFA pays more to the men's tournament and U.S. soccer yeah. than it does the women's. So overall, it's fairly simple. Funnel some of that cash from the men's program to the women's team. If you want to focus on equity, that's what you do. If you know what's coming your way, make it equitable for both teams. I mean, shit, the women should be getting paid more. This narrative around biological differences and or responsibility is total, utter bullshit when the women perform at a much higher level than the men do on their stage. Yeah, what surprised me, and you, you hit the nail on the head, is that what surprised me was the arguments against were level of skill, uh, the the amount of responsibility, the physical prowess of men versus women, where if they had come out and said, look, the men's World Cup, and this is irrefutable, the money that that tournament makes dwarfs the women's by a lot. Yeah. But they don't even argue that. So I was really, I was, I was really perplexed as to why the argument was a like a biological argument as opposed to a financial argument because the financial argument to me is harder to win unless women's soccer as a whole is so worried that if it becomes a financial argument like you said does more money get forced into the women's because of equality as opposed to having this biological agree or argument 
which is just kind of silly. Yeah. No, it's all a diversion because they don't want to talk about the money. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Because if it comes down to the money, it's like, oh, well, that's what the real problem is. Well, we can fix that. Well, they don't want to fix that. And from my standpoint, again, going back to the Audi commercial, having Mm -hmm. two daughters, this is incredibly important, not just for me and my daughters, but for the ones that are behind them. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous to make this kind of statements, not to mention, think of all the talent now who just won't go to U.S. soccer. Fuck them. Why? Yeah. That hurts. That hurts, man. That hurts. That's that's going to get a big <laughs> for me. But what, what doesn't hurt is... Text recruiting will never steer you wrong, folks. With Canvas. <laughs> Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text. And so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser-focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io, and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Stepstone is ringing the register here lately. (laughs) Germany's doing well, apparently. Aquel Springer. So Stepstone, many of our audience will know recently is the AppCast acquirer, um, but they are part of a much bigger company. Anyway, a uh, story came out this week. Their revenue climbed 7%. Um, one of, obviously, one of Europe's biggest online job sites. Uh, they saw revenue climb to 647.1 million euros. That's 734.5 million US dollars for those at home. Uh, in 2019, this was up from 602.6 euros a million in the prior year. Uh, the job portal headquartered in Dusseldorf is part of the German media group Axel Springer. Uh, they published an annual report on Wednesday revealing Stepstone's financial performance. Uh, most interestingly from the story is the company is still very interested in acquisitions. Uh, the CEO, Matthias Doffner, uh, mentioned that they were going to be on the acquisition hunt in the next year, uh, particularly with U.S.-based uh, companies to add to their their portfolio. So look for interesting stuff. And as the economy is teetering on, you know, destruction, uh, there are going to be some companies on the cheap that they can probably pick up. Yeah, I want to push away from the table uh, of destruction. I. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll have a bounce after all this, all of this stupid shit's happening with uh, with uh, the administration and and the virus. This is this is awesome from a stepstone standpoint. We've been talking about how the acquisition of AppCast was it was genius. I mean, how they could pull AppCast away from the likes of Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so overall. They really had no economic impact into the U.S., the the biggest market in the world. Now they have programmatic impact and also the opportunity to use those programmatic technologies 
in Europe and and beyond. Now that's going to happen slower, obviously, but mm-hmm. this is this is just genius. And I think from their from a strategy standpoint. Um, man, I, I can't hate on them at all. <laughs> and let's hope that they don't rename uh, AppCast uh, AppStone or something to really fuck shit up. Yes. Magic in the news. Indeed IQ. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. Magix, uh, which probably not so well known here in the US, uh, if you're really into technology and job board technology throughout the years, you've definitely heard the name They've been at conferences all over the place, events, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then out of nowhere, poof, they were gone. You just didn't didn't see them anymore. Yeah. And and that whole pivot was toward associations, which most of us didn't even recognize or, or even know. But yeah. uh, but Wiley, who acquired them, turned them onto a US base of customers that really they, they don't ask for much, right? They're not looking for innovation. They're not looking for the new cool tech chatbots, AI, or any of that shit. They just want right. something that works. So something that's like 2008 technology is going to be great for an association that mm-hmm. uh, Wiley provides publishing to and or, you know, now technology. So it, it gives Magix, I would say, who is probably suffering from a shit ton of technical debt right now, an opportunity yeah. to not play the innovation war games anymore, step back, take some money for acquisition, and say goodbye. You and I remember a day where job boards were going to be everywhere. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Like Simply Hired had this little plug-and-play product. WordPress had all kinds of, you know, job boards that you could just plug into your site and like everyone was going to have a job site. And and I, for one, kind of believe that, right? Like blogs need to make money. Publishers need to make money. Associations need to make money. And like having job postings was an easy way to like have someone drop 99 bucks for a job posting um, on their website. Yeah. Um, I think, I think over time, social media has kind of destroyed that easily in that, you know, if I'm a member of association or like my college, right, I get more information from my college through social media than I ever do going to their website and trying to look around and find stuff. So social media has kind of killed this job board everywhere thing. We sort of applauded jobboard.io getting acquired by ZipRecruiter yeah, um, smart. a year or two ago, or maybe yeah. even longer than that. And uh, they've sort of disappeared. But I think the the fire is uh, is running out for the job board plug-in, plug-and-play uh, solution. The association play is definitely there, and there's money there. There's no question. Uh, but the thing is, overall, I believe Magix being the biggest job board platform player in the UK, I believe those days are very numbered. So yeah. of being a, a pure play job board, that's not going to be the case because they're not going to focus on innovation and helping these companies try to try to have a market dif- differentiator, right? If mm-hmm. you own a job board company right now and you have a platform, you want your provider to always be looking toward the future. And that's just not going to happen anymore with Magix, I feel. They're going to be looking toward associations, again, where there are money and uh, there are monies available 
and they're just going to provide, you know, just stock 2008 job board stuff. And associations will be happy with that because they didn't have shit before. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think there's a whole, whole lot of money in getting cash from associations. I, I think there is. Well, then why don't we see more job board platforms and software pop up? You do. When was the last startup you saw? It's not about it's not about the startups. It's about the companies who are pivoting their current tech to that market because they see dollars like Magix. So when they see that they don't have to compete on the innovation front, but they can go get dollars in the association realm. That's why they did it. And that's why they poof went away. Right. And there are other job sites, the web scribbles of the world, uh, community brands, uh, the, the one platform that job target used to own and sold off to community brands. That's pretty much all they do. Right. So they are out there, but they're just not innovative, which is one of the reasons why we hardly ever talk about them or even know that they're out there because they're boring as shit. It's a dog with fleas, pal. It's corona time. Wash my hands. <laughs> hey, it's corona time. We oh out. We okay, out. what's happening? Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.